Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey all, Jin here, back with the Otakuology Podcast, uh, where we cover a lot of nerdy things uh, from manga, comics, video games, um, just a lot of different stuff. TV shows, movies, uh, you name it, and if if it's nerdy, we'll probably cover it at some point. Um, So, let's get into it. So, in this episode of the podcast for Over the Garden Wall, we're covering Chapter 5, or Episode 5, however you want to view it, Mad Love, um, which we get to meet Quincy Endicott. And as for uh, what the synopsis is for this, it's Quincy Endicott's sprawling mansion might be haunted by a beautiful ghost. Wirt and Beatrice get trapped in an armoire while searching for loose change. Uh, And this is uh, just one of the big things that happened in this episode, uh, as well as just trying to uh, find uh, this figure. Uh, We do have Fred and, and Greg that go with Quincy, to go try and find this ghost or whatever, uh, as well as, uh, like it says, we have Beatrice and and work kind of get stuck and actually find out the mystery of this house. So in this episode, um, based off of the opening, we do see Quincy uh, in his attire and everything, standing in front of a picture of this person. And if you catch it real fast, there's a shadow, and the shadow looks exactly like Uh, that of who's in the painting. And that kind of is what fuels most of this episode, actually, is him believing that there's a ghost and that he's wandered into almost like, a, I guess, a dream world um, or something that's a house separate than his, which there's a mystery behind it that we will catch closer to the end of the episode. Uh, But it is a phenomenal thing that is hilarious when you get to it. and I feel like it's kind of a, a side swipey thing that not a lot of people get till you get to the, the very end. So I like how this one does cover us uh, a little bit in more of a, a mystery uh, type of episode and trying to figure out what's going on with this and the ghost and uh, kind of how everything is. So. so actually getting into the meat of the episode, starting out, um, we do have... Uh, Quincy Indicott, um, and Quincy sells Indicott brand tea. Um, so uh, any tea drinkers out there, there you go. And the funny thing is, is he actually doesn't drink his own tea, which is a little bit of a weird thing. Um, I feel like for most characters, I feel like if you sell tea or something, you, you might drink that product. I mean, unless you're around it all the time, which maybe he is. Uh, One of the things that I want to point out that's a little weird is they have, uh, on their plates, they have food that looks like roast and mashed potatoes with gravy and and peas. Um, And it's, you know, all laid out really well. But the weird thing is, is even though we have this, with Quincy being so rich, I don't see why he would 
make his own food, um, if that makes sense. So it's a little weird that besides him, it seems like there's nobody else actually in in the house. Um, and, and so it's a little weird. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but at the beginning of the episode too, we also get the symbol of, of basically, um, power and being rich, um, with peacocks. That's actually a symbol for back in the day. You had a peacock to kind of show off your wealth because, you know, male peacocks, they're brilliant blue with the big tail feathers of green, um, showed off, you know, that you basically had like some form of either power or money or something like that. Uh, peacocks were kind of expensive at that point. So we find out next about the, the boat that they're supposed to get on. Um, it's a little weird. I really wonder if the unknown takes toys and stuff and actually enlarges them or does something to that extent, makes them reality. Um, because, uh, Beatrice tells Wirt that they that him and Greg both need a fee to get on the boat and that when it comes down to it, Wirt is against basically the extortion of playing off being one of Endicott's grandsons for money. Uh, but when it comes down to it, she lets him know that it's only basically two cents. He They need one for each of them. And this makes Wirt okay with it, that it, it's just a couple pennies. Uh, and I think that actually in this moment that this is actually one of the more downfalling moments for that because uh, it's kind of getting you into that sense no pun intended. Um, it gets you into that sense that basically like stealing's okay, even though it's it's not. Um, like Wart is trying to stick to his guns um, on that, and, and finding out that it's two cents. Oh well, that's okay, you know. Um, so it's kind of like him breaking a little bit uh, right here, semi in the middle of the series, and moving forward with what what's okay and what happens later, um, you know. And I think that that plays a really good part in things that happen later on in the series of how Wirt kind of has things that take advantage of him as he slowly lets more and more things be okay with him uh, that he actually was against before. So, uh, with Endicott leaving the parlor... We have him and Greg and Fred going uh, to go find this portrait of the ghost, which is really weird how big the house is that he actually remembers all that. Um, but they're in the room that they were in. Uh, we do have kind of a viewing sitting room, uh, which also shows off kind of how rich he is because uh, of all the portraits that are in this room. Uh, it's actually a thing that if you uh, have ever seen like the anime Arte, uh, it lets you kind of know that uh, only very wealthy people have paintings and stuff all over their house because it's uh, such a big thing to actually pay somebody to have that. And it actually does cost a pretty penny to have as many um, paintings and stuff as you could here and there throughout your house and his house is completely covered in them from 
every room we see uh, in the one room, I mean, they're everywhere from the floor all the way to the ceiling here and there. There's pictures everywhere. And then as they walk down these hallways and stuff, there's more and more of the different paintings and stuff, which I think they're pretty cool. I wonder what the ideas behind every painting was when they did it, uh, because it is some of the paintings do stick out. I feel like that are really cool. Uh, but as they go, you know, Beatrice and Wirt are still in the parlor. Uh, and we do kind of have this whole part where Endicott does tell us that he's a little upset and shocked that he might be mad. Uh, and he doesn't exactly know um, if some of the doctors and other people he's, he's talked to, if that's true or not. Um, you know, he went to go see them kind of because of seeing this quote unquote ghost. And Greg supports him and says, no, uncle, it's got to be a ghost. It's got to be one, um, you know, you're not crazy. Let's continue on the way instead of going back to the parlor with everybody else. And of course, you kind of have this weird streak with Fred because he's like, I'm going to um, keep him distracted while y'all are trying to steal things. Um, and still part of his fortune for them to take the ferry or the boat. Uh, and with that, it's it's pretty weird. Because Endicott is really selfish when it comes down to uh, trying to keep his fortune. And so it does kind of stick out for him as a character of how much money is a possession for him. So we'll find that change a little bit for him as we go in more into the episode. Uh, Endicott and Greg have finally made it to uh, the tea garden, um, which kind of makes this big... It, it does mean this big thing um, there. We do get the conclusion of this actually in the tea garden, um, which is really cool uh, to some extent. But uh, I also feel like it plays on a lot of stuff of how uh, not a lot of people understand or know from this point um, what everything is. And uh, we do have where Beatrice and Wirt, we have finally come back to them. And they are in this, this armoire um which almost seems like uh, an armoire for this is actually kind of like a wardrobe uh, for like if you've ever seen Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, kind of what they go through to actually get into Narnia. Uh, but there's a little kind of like wooden thing that they go in and slip into kind of this little bitty crawl space room in between, and it comes out to where a fireplace is. Um, which is a little bit weird for the whole entire situation. Um, basically because of what everything is here and there and, and what, what it represents uh, for the builders of, I guess, not exactly telling Endicott or anybody else what the secret is behind it. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird things of why things aren't the way they are, but I feel like if we knew that stuff already or why there's not anybody around or anything, it would actually cheapen the episode a little. So it is pretty funny that uh, we do kind of come to this conclusion of how there's different areas in this house. So the mystery is also out now for Beatrice. Beatrice is basically um, finally lets work know that the reason why she's a bluebird you know, when she was human, she actually threw a rock at a bluebird 
has cursed her entire family. And so there's a lot of stuff that's weighing on her shoulders. Um, for Beatrice, this is one of the, the key parts of her opening up a little more. Um, for Wirt and Greg, and actually developing more of a, a caring aspect for them. Um, and going through uh, what we find out later on um, to put a stop to the plans that she originally had for them. We also find out Wirt by telling um, Beatrice what's kind of gotten on going on with him and what everything has happened because of um, that there's a girl that he likes and Beatrice kind of thinks that there's more to it and asks him and and Wirt just says no there's nothing else to it it's just a girl that I like um, and we do get a little bit of him letting us know uh, that he uh, does play the clarinet um, that he likes poetry he knows a bunch of this other stuff and we've kind of already seen that um, throughout the episodes that Wirt is actually very smart and very um, in the humanities I guess for poetry and music and a bunch of other stuff like that to uh, develop his character, which we do kind of get that funny thing from Beatrice pointing out the absolute obvious that it is all that stuff is actually character traits for you to have. Uh, now, they do climb out of this little room from a fireplace and they enter this other room. Everything looks completely different. Um, and... I'm not sure entirely, so if anybody else is like an interior designer kind of person listening to this, um, and you want to comment uh, in any way and let the rest of us know anything about it, um, he does point out about the extreme different views for what the room was for the parlor on the other side of the armoire versus going through into or through the fireplace into this room um and how Endicott kind of has this more like um baroque-esque Georgian um style to his house versus the room that they've come into uh which is uh I think he says like a French Rococo um kind of-esque room and that kind of develops this whole extra stuff of how weird and different it is. You would think that the way that Endicott has uh, showed them through the house or his part of the this house so far um, before them getting to this portrait of what everything is and that virtually that they have um, no connection. And yet it's kind of weird that with the part of the house that he kept them in that he does have the same style and yet this one is completely different so this leads something weird uh to develop with Wirt on um what exactly is going on here and this is actually a big clue so if anybody uh thinks that they know or whatever you might be right so anyway this is our big clue that we get out of this episode right here so now we have the complete conclusion at this point of this episode. Uh, we have where Wirt figures it out. And we have where uh, Fred actually accuses Indicott of actually killing um, who, sh who owns the house. 
kind of throw us off a little bit. And we find out that there's this lady, we see her, they both think each other are ghosts, which scared each other away for them not to talk to each other. Um, we find out that it's Quincy and Marguerite. And Marguerite owns an Earl Grey company, and Quincy owns his Quincy Nicot brand tea. And they didn't actually know that both of them were so rich and building onto their house and everything that through their gardens, they actually have the same, it's the same garden. They both share a garden and both of them have their own houses and they're just so big that it actually, uh, they were built into each other. So that's kind of this weird thing that we find out and unbeknownst to us the weird thing is is it, they're so enchanting they both think that each other are these amazing people they both think each other are adorable cute whatever word you want to put with it and marguerite wants to basically get married to quincy indicott vice versa quincy wants to get married to marguerite so I guess she becomes Marguerite Endicott, maybe. And their tea companies combine, which obviously increases their fortunes to some kind of weird astronomical amount. Um, we do have where they both give Greg a penny apiece to start his fortune. Um, after all this it, misunderstanding is actually cleared up. And both of them are wanting to be together, uh, which, you know, fixes the loneliness problem and thinking each other are ghosts. Um, and also having this whole part where they give them the pennies that they need to ride the boat. Now, the thing is that makes this so much worse is the fact of where uh, Greg starts walking away with Wirt and everybody else. Oh, side part. Fred is actually going to become a tea horse that delivers tea for Quincy brand uh, or Quincy Endicott brand tea. So he tosses out an advertisement for uh, our characters to leave. Uh, but like I said, going back to that, we do have Greg and Wirt actually walking by and there's a little fountain. And here we go. At some point, another thing, um, that is enchanting is the water. Um, if you watch closely, we have like a bass. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Some form of a bass. Um, and we see him continuously on and off in the water, out of the water, fishing, not fishing, all this different stuff. We see him on and off in different places. So this fish is really, uh, an enchanting creature as well that, uh, I feel like we need to be unsure of because from river and lake and all these other places that there's water, this fish kind of appears, which makes it kind of really weird for different things to happen. Or is there some kind of magic that makes things happen for this? Um, so we do have that, but we have this part where they're at the fountain, Wirt and Greg and Beatrice, and they are standing there. Wirt or, or Greg, uh, throws these pennies into the fountain and if you remember from when you were younger most of the time they clean them out and then a bunch of places they don't actually have them anymore but when you threw pennies and stuff in fountains um they throw this in there and there's a massive fortune hitting hidden in this fountain 
Um, and we do get this kind of little jokey part with Greg that he basically turns around and tells us, you know, Uncle Endicott had me all pegged wrong. I have no sense. Um, which gives us a little more of how loony Greg can be at times. Uh, especially like uh, we've talked about it before with his costume. He has a tea kettle, an upside down tea kettle on its head, making him an elephant. So we do get kind of these smart times, but also with him still having that innocence of a child and being able to accomplish many feats that work couldn't um, as we go forward. But as we saw earlier in this episode with work kind of losing a little bit of him, himself and accepting things, Greg has always been that kind of free-spirited child that doesn't change the whole series. So um, that's kind of the difference I feel like between a teenager and, um, you know, a, a child at this point, uh, knowing how things are in the unknown, what, what it plays off of. And how Greg is the the actual VI or MVP of this entire series when it comes down to it, um, because when it at the end of it basically uh, he never loses hope, and we see that at some point work does. So, as we've went through this episode, the ending thoughts that uh, I feel like stick out a lot. Um, that I did kind of harp on a lot with this is how Wirt is actually losing um, his hope and everything else, um, which I feel like this gets us prepared basically for um, for episode nine. Episode nine is one that will play into a lot of stuff and let us actually know how everything kind of started. Uh, how our ending will basically be betrayed or portrayed and everything because uh, episode nine is actually our prequel to everything. Um, and I feel like in parts of that, it does have our, our stuff that happens with Wirt as the foreshadowing almost, if you were to watch the episode first, of him growing out of being that child. Um, that he was before and trying to take more responsibility and do a lot of other things, um, in that aspect. So, uh, in that aspect as well, we also have the whole part where we still see that Greg is a child. Greg has always been this child that we've really seen as the, the character that is unfaltering. He knows who he is. He's always going to be happy go lucky doesn't matter exactly what's going on. And he's actually been kind of like loopy to the entire fact of everything that's been going on. I mean, everything. Um, from the beginning with the candy, from having the rock fact, rock, um, from all the things that he heard uh, before they actually came to the unknown and played parts into everything that they do. Uh, as well as how he acts with all the other characters and being happy-go-lucky, uh, trying to name the frog uh, and how he's already been through like 60 names or so. Um, there's just a really, really big um, tie into a lot of that stuff that we do see uh, with Greg actually still having the innocence, like I said, of a child. And Wirt actually... Um, peeling off that skin 
and growing into being more of an adult. So, um, and it's, it's just really, it's really good. We'll see one point, um, as, uh, we go further, like where Wirt's costume comes from, uh, which is another thing that does, uh, actually mean a lot, uh, as we get to it and cover parts of the episode, because like I said, episode nine will reveal a lot of stuff and it will show a bunch of things, um, that we haven't yet. So, uh, if you have looked at Wirt's costume and seen what it is and all that other stuff, uh, stay tuned to know virtually what it exactly is, what it came from and how he kind of got the idea for it. Um, it, it has a lot of symbolage to it, his entire outfit, which is pretty funny. Um, and really what everything is as he goes through the unknown as well. Um, I feel like that is kind of the test of time for Wirt is actually going through the unknown. And uh, as we go into it and cover more, uh, I said it in episode or for episode one, um, the old grist mill, that there is a, a YouTuber that actually has covered um, how over the garden wall um, is basically Dante's Inferno, um, which I like this idea, uh, and I may cover it afterwards, after all this, as a Halloween special as well, um, for all of you that are listening, and um, and let you guys know my thoughts and opinion on that. Um, I had a, have a really good friend that let me know about that. And I mean, I just, I really like the divine comedy and, uh, especially Dante's Inferno, that part of it. And seeing some of the things that my friend actually told me about without watching that, um, and not knowing the reaction or anything, um, I do see a lot of things that could be in common with, um, basically Wirt and Greg and, uh, how the different characters interact and who they betray in that, uh, as well as some of the other things of how, uh, all of it is laid out. So it is a, a very good thing. Um, so hopefully you guys are enjoying the series still. Uh, this is the last episode for this week, uh, episode five. And, um, I hope that you'll come back and continue this journey next week as we cover the last five episodes for Over the Garden Wall. Um, and I hope that you really enjoy, um, kind of this Halloween special, uh, from the Otakuology podcast to all of you listeners out there, um, and let us know your feedback. We always like to know how our shows are doing, if you're enjoying them, and uh, other things when it comes down to it. So uh, thanks for listening. Check out our Pokemon podcast for Pokemon Adventures, as well as uh, part of our other ones that are out there. Um, and help us get to uh, 50 listeners, please. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Again, I'm Jen. Um, go check out some of Mike's individual, um, side shows or bonus shows that Mike puts out for comics and stuff as well. Uh, they are pretty good and I will catch you later as always, like we say on the podcast, see you next Tuesday.